Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about? Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this, yeah. Me and my arrow. Straight of the narrow. Wherever we go, everyone knows it's me. Make up just to break up. I'll carry on. Oh, yes, I will. Ah. All right, that's enough music. <laughs> ha. Okay, well, you know what it's time for? It's time for a little podcast. 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 Yeah, this is Dan Kelly. That's me. And my name is uh, Dan Kelly. Did I mention that my name is Dan Kelly? It is. It still is. It was this morning when I woke up. It still is all day. Let's just slide down here. No, no, no. Here we go. Let's just get our little noty notes ready. Now, uh, this is sort of a... Watch this. Hang on. Let's get in frame. Oh, let's just relax. Oh, chill out. Now I'm well in frame. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, we're going to do a little combination of reading and riffing on an outline. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Uh, as I mentioned, my name is Dan Kelly. Shri Fuji Split. My... Mm, mm, <laughs> Hang on, let's get this hair out of my mouth. Blah, blah, blah. I guess I did it. Okay. 
yeah, so um, this is episode 141, Leaves. Leaves, another palindrome episode, number for season four choice, Daughter of God cast. There's a kind of magic mushroom called the Philosopher's Stone. And, you know, I've never... I've never eaten this before. I've never tried it, but I've heard, I've been told you could stare at a leaf after taking these philosopher's stones. You could stare at a leaf for like three hours and be totally captivated. So a little preamble here. That was what this week was like for me. Hang on, a little drinky poo. Oh, I'm needing a lot of water today. So that was this week for me, kind of staring, staring captivated at, at metaphorical leaves. So um, there aren't any leaves outside unfolding here yet. Still very early spring. Um, uh, and I, I, um, I, I've been staring, what I've been doing, the leaves that I've been staring at are accounts and balances. I've been tripping out on numbers. So uh, there's a, a book by Bruce Sterling called Distraction that I like. I like Bruce Sterling generally, but this book is pretty good, um, especially. And there's a scene in it. Uh, there's this architect who's, who's developed these buildings that, that tell you how to build them. So anybody can walk on the construction site and put the building together. And, uh, you know, you can basically be putting bricks and mortar on the wall and all the bricks are smart, all the beams are smart, all the plumbing is smart, it, and it, it knows where it's supposed to go. So you can be building, you know, bricking, mortar, bricking, mortaring bricks, bricking, you can make, be making a brick wall. And at some point, the brick wall will stop and say, you can't put any more bricks down, you have to do the plumbing. It's time for the plumbing. So um, that's kind of like the financials, you know, the the plumbing before bricks. Bricks are like the, the bricks of the movie, building the movie out of these bricks of media and shooting and, and props and whatever. But at some point you gotta, you gotta stop because there's some plumbing that has to be done. All right, has that, have I like beat that, worked that to the pretty much to the, to the nth degree? Um, but what is really amazing, as, as I'm tripping out on these numbers, I can feel dead people helping me. Probably some of the greatest mathematicians in history are stepping up to help me to untangle some really zany accounting uh, conundrums. It's going well. Yeah, going well. Plumbing is happening. Um, so this is going to be a short and sweet episode. In theory, might be cross my fingers here because... I'm going to riff on a bunch of stuff and who knows how far. Oh, wait a minute. You got, we, we should turn up our levels just a tad bit. How's that? How's that, baby? Better? Okay, well, hopefully we're not going to redline. 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 Okay, there we go. Um, so this is probably going to be a short and sweet episode because I just got a lot going on right now. And much as I love podcasting, I just want to, just want to keep this one kind of tight no editing or maybe just a little bit of editing. That's the thing I'm really excited because I'm getting good at not editing. I like editing a lot, but I've got enough editing on my plate without having to edit podcasts every week. Oh my God, every little nuance of like, you know, edit that out so that's not there. Forget it. 
that's that's we're over that's over with um okay so if you really care about what's going on if it's like it's if it's like a burning desire to know you can always go to why dot movie slash progress and just see what i've been doing every day it's just a short little bullet point list that you can see well and and it's you know maybe a little incomprehensible but whatever you can see what's going on every day there so meanwhile meanwhile let's talk about culture culture 1.0 hang on i need some more water as i mentioned i'm very dry and i need to drink so i'm going to be drinking a lot during this podcast and you might you might appreciate the style the 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 rather virtuosic style i employ when i drink water uh, hang on i was a little nervous so let me try it again Mm. Ah, the feel of water in my body. Okay. So I'd like to start off with this little epiphany that I had the other day. And let's just contemplate this for a moment. We'll have a moment of silence afterwards. Ready? If you have to advertise, your product probably sucks. So that's kind of a little kickoff place for us to jump into it's rather a meandering discussion contemplation that might point us in an interesting direction that could change everything okay so graham hancock i've talked about him before he's a super cool guy um what's not to love about graham hancock so he talks about um having how our culture really emphasizes the alert state of consciousness um, um, meerkats, you know, the little guys that sit up and they look around in their holes. He has a picture that he shows of meerkats, super t- attentive and alert, looking around all the time. Um, uh, it's about, it's about where we put our attention, our focused attention. Um, it's like a spotlight. It's like a spotlight that we whip around in, in a dark room, a spotlight, whoop, we're looking at that and now that's lit up and now that's lit up and now that's lit up. Um, we're, we're whipping the spotlight around and it's about money, maybe, or health, or it's about work, or our kids, our relatives, relationships, or we're solving a problem, or we're evaluating something, like something is not enough, or it's too much, or am I winning? That's kind of like spotlight consciousness, which again, as Graham Hancock points out, American culture really emphasizes that and prizes that, like encourages that. Um, So the typical waking experience for most Americans is just redirecting their spotlight hither and yon all day long. Uh, What other modes of consciousness could there be? I mean, people are so, so, people are so, whatever, um, they're so just used to, there we go, they're so used to being in the spotlight state of consciousness that they hardly ever ever contemplate that there's other states. Or maybe when they have those other states, they just don't even notice them. Maybe because they're so brief, or they just, they just don't think that there's really much different about them. Um, they just assume that there's some some version of spotlight consciousness. But my opinion is they, they so rarely have them that, that they're, they basically go unnoticed. Uh, 
So what other modes of consciousness might there be besides spotlight? Um, so those philosopher stones that I talked about in the beginning, they invite captivation, which could be another flavor of perception. Um, you know, if I'm captivated by something, I feel energized, opened up, I'm delighted, I feel enhanced. Uh, you know, other flavors of consciousness might come from exercising or creating, like painting or playing music, like I attempted to do at the beginning of this podcast, not quite so successfully. You know, having a freewheeling, really awesome conversation with somebody where it just kind of goes off in all these interesting directions. You're just having this amazing time together. Um, intimacy with, with your partner or partners. Those are all, those are all different flavors of consciousness than the spotlight problem-solving uh, consciousness. Yeah, so, uh, so the, the spotlight, there's a, the problem, the problem with problem-solving. Hang on, a little another drink. Yeah, right? See, I'm drinking a lot. Ah. So the problem, what's the problem with problem-solving? Being in problem-solving mode like all the time. Um, well, problem-solvers seek problems. Uh, let's, let's arbitrarily choose a word to contrast with captivate. And I'm going to pick just whatever, fixate. So my definition of fixate, again, we're just grabbing this word. This may not be the standard accepted definition of fixate, but I'm just going to grab it. So my definition, my definition of fixate would be a nefarious arresting of the flickering spotlight by other. And that's, that's not in our best interest. So let me say it again. A nefarious arresting of the flickering of the spotlight by other, that is not in our best interest. And, and the, the examples of that might be advertising and Facebook and let's say chronic and habitual dependence on anything. It doesn't have to be a substance. Corporate news and police state pronouncements. Those are just some things that kind of come to mind. There probably are a lot more that, that, that have the ability to grab our spotlight and like, boot, keep it fixed in one, one place. Bring our attention to, to something that we really don't actually need to know about, but that then we begin to think about and process and we devote a lot of energy to. So if I was gonna describe, uh, come up with some description of captivation as opposed to uh, you know, what, what the spotlight, the spotlight sort of consciousness is about, the captivation sort of consciousness is, is kind of more like candlelight. Uh, it's soft, it's alluring, it's easy, it's a piece of cake. Uh, it's mysterious, it can be spooky, it's sublime. It's a completely different feeling to be in that state of consciousness than when you're like, uh, so I want to talk now about culture 2.0. Um, again, we, we take the spotlight flavor of consciousness for granted. 
it's what we've grown up with, it's what we've always lived with, and it's like, oh, there's, there's nothing else out there, it's what I have, this is what being human is all about. All right, all right, so now I've demonstrated that there actually may be some alternates to spotlight consciousness that are actually uh, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. Um, so let's talk about Culture 2.0 for a second. We'll, we'll change, of change of direction. So leaves, leaves and captivation. So a leaf is, is waving to us. It's always waving to us. These leaves are always, always offering us a chance to be captivated. And, and so are bugs and just dirt and stars and, and pancakes and the eyes of our lovers. All these things are always inviting us to participate. The waving that they do, the waving to us, is, it, it's delicious when we, ca when we actually notice it. Um, because it's, it's a reflection of who we are under the hood. There's some kind of resonance about that waving. And, and the cool thing about that waving is, I'm a leaf. I don't need to be fixed or solved or changed. Here I am. Uh, so I wonder, is there a way that we could discover a candlelight culture? I'm not saying that captivation is, is necessarily the basis we have to build a culture on, but let's just play with that. Why not? What's a podcast? What, you know, who cares? Hang on, time for some more water. We're just having fun. Mm. And just so you know, I'm not obsessively drinking this water. I have to drink it because of... Uh, because of a certain special circumstance that's relevant today for y'all. And but plus, it's just so good. Well, I'm going to watch, I'm going to demonstrate a little captivation here. Check, check this out. Here we go. Ready? End of captivation, part one. Okay, so discovering a candlelight culture. Can we discover a candlelight culture? So I was thinking, talking to my friend Joe Sissel, and we we're talking about a game design, a group, a kind of a group get together to do some game design. And we'd start with, okay, so if there was like this other culture, what, what would we want for each other and ourselves? How, what would that culture, what would that culture kind of emphasize as far as what we'd want for ourselves and others? So like talking about games, oh, sorry. And also this game that we would play in, in culture version 2.0 would be a game we'd play indefinitely. And there's a game, there's a game that is intriguing to me. Um, uh, it's called Catan, if you've never played it. Joe's a huge fan of Catan. It's a very pop, it's a very popular game. You might have, you probably have heard of it, actually. Um, 
it's it's about winning. There's definitely a winning that has to happen in Catan. It's it's definitely a, a game that comes from the spotlight culture for sure. Um, but here's what's interesting about it. As someone begins to win and get closer to winning, the other players gang up on him or her. And and the reason they do that is because they want to keep the game going. Because if that person wins, the game's over. So so that to me is an interesting that's an interesting aspect of Catan that that it gives the uh, the the players the opportunity opportunity to change their strategy, form alliances so they can keep the game going, keep the game going. Um, and oftentimes, once they do that, someone else will become the winner, or maybe the guy guy or gal who started winning will win anyway. But it doesn't matter. It's like you at least slow them down, and the game, the fun of having the game together continues. Uh, so how, I know we're just wandering around here and, and uh, I, I, I trust that this is of some interest to you because I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to just, I'm, I'm, I've got sort of a, a proto thing happening, a proto concept, a proto vision. It's not even a full vision. It's a tiny little proto vision that's happening and I'm, I'm just, I'm just sharing it with you because maybe there'll be some kind of epiphany on your part that you can share with me and something will come out of this. So, so how would we imagine if we were able to create a game that, that sort of projects the future that we want to have? Um, how would we play? How would we play that worthy future? Okay. So there wouldn't be a winner. Like here in, in this culture, there's always a winner or somebody's always got to win and that means somebody's got to lose. So in the future game that we might play, there, there is no winners. There's no winners. Um, the play, playing would be the thing. There wouldn't be an end. It wouldn't ever be over and finished. Uh, and, and participation in this game would be a blast for everybody. Everybody playing would just have a great time. And that means that, that, that people would want to participate. They'd want to be part of the game, the game of Culture 2.0. Um, and so we would, we would think about before we, as we're maybe designing this game in a group, we get you know, five or 10 people together and say, hey, let's design this game. And, and we would think about what would be the categories that we would establish that, that, would, that would point to ways that all players, that, well, that, that, uh, let, me, let me start that again. Woo! Woo! See, I'm not going to edit that. That's going to be right in there. What, what would be the categories that we could identify for bettering the game for all players? So if you're a player and you're playing and you say, okay, these categories, if I do something in these categories, then it's going to better the play for everybody. And, and that will be... Uh, and that will be, I don't I hesitate to say um, advancement, but, but that would, yeah, that would be desirable. Bam, there you go. That would be desirable in the, in the context of this game. Bettering the gameplay for all players. What categories could we think of that would, that would enable that? 
All right. Well, I know this is just like totally like listening. She's like, what is he talking about? I don't understand. doesn't make any sense. But okay, so here it is in a nutshell. I, my th thought is that if we could come up with a game, let's say a game that, that we could play uh, with five or 10 people. And it wouldn't be like in a room at a table with, with cards. Although it might, it might end up being that later on when there's like some sort of a get together. But it'd be like a game that we'd create and people would go out into their lives. And while they're living their normal lives, they would be playing this game. <laughs> and the game, uh, the, the, these different categories of actions um, would, would be addressed and explored and then maybe people would come back and and they would have created cards of their very own that said hey i did these things in this category and other words, well i did these things in this category and then that somehow that would be tallied mm, that's not the right word either again because i don't really know what the fuck i'm talking about but they would somehow be 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 brought into the game and that would somehow advance the game that would advance the gameplay for everyone Wow. Okay. So I think I'm now going to, I'm going to end this podcast now. So anyway, that's all. That's all for now. It's a nice rambly podcast that uh, I, I, I trust something in there was fun. Maybe just seeing me drink water. Maybe that was all that really this podcast was about. Me drinking, maybe you should call it drinking water and not leaves. Just throwing this out there. So what we've got going, but here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the deal. I mean, I, again, I'm just, just tentatively exploring this, but, but here's why. Here's why I bring this up. What we've got going in the prominent culture um, just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, there's got to be a different game we can start playing. You know, even if just between like five or six friends at first, and then if the game is fun enough, you know, maybe a couple of towns start playing this game and and then from then on from there on who knows you know we're all we are all every one of us creators you know we can gently cleverly hilariously shift that's gadzooks the camera cut out right at the almost almost at the end i almost made it to the end um we are every one of us creators. We can gently, cleverly shift. And that's my invitation to y'all. And that's the daughter of Godcast episode 141 leaves. I was going to broadcast next to the banana and uh, avocado trees in the greenhouse tonight, but there's a cool rain falling just outside and I'm feeling a bit chilled. So we're up against this old futon, this antique rug, looking forward to a steamy bath. Thanks, thanks for being in my life. And drop your spotlight just for an hour or two and get some inspiration about how we can start playing a more fun game together. It's not about problem solving, just, just relax and open up and see what ideas pop into your head about how we can start playing a more fun game together. And a game where, cliche alert, 
everybody wins.